0: today I'm I'm well you're, I'm, I'm you're, improving you're in recovery I really thought I was gonna be okay and I made it through last week's episode oh. and then a couple of days after that I
1: you went hard
0: went down bad yeah I this, know I
1: haven't seen you you've been MIA you've been gone you've been hiding you've been under the covers
0: nobody wants this flu I can promise oh. you it was it was no bueno and um Not only did every single one of my children get it, I then got it. My husband is the only one who has survived. Again, yet again. No, usually he's the first to go down. Oh, is he? Yeah, usually (laughs) I'm the only, I'm the last man standing. Yeah, mamas
1: always have the immunity because we have to be around the little ones and all their little gummy hands.
0: Oh, they are yeah, little petri dishes. I know. I
1: feel like stuff just keeps going around and around and around and around. Oh, but I everyone
0: I know has had some kind of bug yeah. in the last few weeks. I think
1: I was fighting it pretty hardcore over the weekend. I think, um, but I like not that hardcore where I was like, okay, this isn't full on something. But I don't know. I have some theories, but but you're better. They involve yes, they involve B12 shots and flu always shots
0: makes and, a difference. I actually had one right before I got sick, and. It might have helped. I don't know. Um, um, but I'm I'm back in the baby land girl. of the living. And my voice is almost recovered. I sound a little nasally. And y'all pardon me if I have to stop to cough. But I, I feel like a new woman comparatively. Oh, good. So I'm good. happy to be here. Happy to be back. Here
1: we are. We're in our comfies. I didn't wear jeans today. I, I do have comfy socks on because my toenails are nothing. I forgot to wants put on to my see. slippers
0: again. Uh, do you want your slippers? No, it's okay. I'll wear shoes again. But well, I meant to wear. I know slippers. there are fans at home that would love to see your feet. I don't. I, however, am not the wiki feeted one. <laughs> that would be you. I'm sure you have a wiki feet rating. I don't think I do. Well, let's get you one. Take the shoes off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know my toenails are in no shape to be seen these days. Mine aren't Beeps. either. So my wiki feet score next would go down. Next pedicure will debut my feet. Yes, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I have not had a pedicure in oh my gosh, I don't even know how long. Oh, we should go do that. I know I need to. I don't that, I don't do body admin
0: day. I don't it's time. I know. But let's do a catch up. Let's um let's find out what you're watching. What are you watching, Amanda? Oh, okay. So I did finally start uh, Fleischman's.
1: Flashmans. right? I miss... You don't like it? I, I do. I miss them. I, I miss... I
0: told Mark yesterday, I said, I miss the Fleischmans because we've gone through it all. Okay. I started it, so I'm not very deep in, but I know the story because I've read the synopsis of the book. So I don't know that you do know the story, though. I'm just saying. I don't think they could cover Here's the, the thing, complexity I'm of it. I'm not wild about. And maybe it's because I've not experienced what they're going through in life. I've not been through a divorce or anything like that. But I feel like it glamorizes divorce. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like, oh, divorce in your 30s is great because all these women are going to want you. Well, there is that element,
1: and that's just something that I think is a current topic that people are experiencing. I've heard this from single guys that, like, even if you weren't hot and happening in the high school college years, like, later on in life with Tinder and all these other things, there's a real uh, appeal.
0: Maybe it is. And an easy way to
1: get— to get something. I
0: like that they're addressing it with his friend though, the girl, what's her name?
1: Uh, the one Lizzie Kaplan plays. Yes. Yeah. And they're
0: like showing that she, though happily married and likes her suburban life and all of this, being around him and seeing what he's going through is making her question her own circumstance. Well,
1: she's yeah, she's being a little, she's a little bit jealous of his freedom and she kind yeah. of she kind of ditches her family for a little So it's interesting. Here's the part that I didn't get until I finished it. And by the way, we Mark and I got in bed one night and we're like, let's watch the last two, and we we're like, Oh, there are no last two. It only ends at 8. But well, don't spoil it. So we thought no, 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 no. So we thought there was more and we were like, oh, that's it? That's all we get? There's not two more? So because we thought we were going to 10. So we like literally got in bed excited to like watch two in a row. And it was over. And it was over. We were like, "No." So, yeah, I miss them a lot because I think see Mark doesn't Mark wasn't so thrilled with it. Same reason he's not really into The Bear. He doesn't like the depressing element of it. And okay. he he You'll, I think you'll feel the opposite about the, the glamorizing the sex parts only in the first few episodes, really. And then the gritty divorce stuff really hits, right? So he's just kind of getting used to it now in the beginning. But then what'll happen is, what's interesting, and I wasn't expecting this really, is, like, they'll go to the other stories. Mm-hmm. You'll see it from each point of view. Right. And it's really interesting because... And Mark didn't really... He didn't really gel with the girl's point of view. But when you watch it and you see that there's always... Three sides of a story. I don't know. It just makes you think about the circumstances because at first he feels like very much the victim of a divorce. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. not the case. So it, I think it takes some really nice twists and turns. I think it shows a lot of different perspectives. Um, there's times when it gets a little slow, but I just I just miss them. I, well, just, I like, thought it was really. I like how they
0: represent the kids. I feel like that is pretty accurate. You know their emotions through it all. Yeah. The and I like the comedy of it, like yeah, there's good when he opens awkward. the door and the girl the woman's there like <laughs> the woman's naked, everyone's in front of his screaming children. Yeah. and it was, <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's great, but there's just elements of it that I was like, mm, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, no, you should I think it it's is good storytelling. So good. However, if that narrator doesn't shut up, there's well, that's so Lizzie much. Kaplan. That's the girl. That I get it, but why? I think she
1: will. I don't think she. I think after like three episodes or something, she starts to subside a little bit. It becomes more. Well, it, be, it becomes a little bit more angled from her point of view as well. Yeah, and, and Claire Danes' uh, character's um, angle as well. So you do get a little bit more. He's he's not always like the
0: there's so the much poor, narration. Poor victim. Though. I feel like there's just show me what's going on. Right? I don't need you I can't to read say that it. To that me. keeps
1: going, or maybe you get used to it. Because it did sort of like by episode two, I was sort of like, all right.
0: Also, I love the '90s reunion, early 2000s reunion happening in this cast. That is like straight oh, yeah. up everyone. Yeah, from everything.
1: It's great. It's a great cast for sure. Yeah, Jason. Um, oh, what's his name? The guy uh, from How I Met Your How Mother. Your Mother. Yeah.
0: Um, Adam Brody. Oh yeah. Um, the girl. I forgot about him. Claire Lizzie Danes. Kaplan. Claire
1: Danes. Yeah. Um. And a bunch of other familiar faces. I know I'm like, why can't I be one of the yoga moms? Jesse yeah. Eisenberg. Well, Jesse Eisenberg's, yeah, from social network. I just cannot think of Brain says that he's just
0: always going to play Woody Allen now from now on. Really? Because that's what he's doing in this. <laughs> you think that's what Jesse's yeah.
1: doing is Woody Allen? Well, I mean, he's not so far off from his Mark Zuckerberg, to be honest. Like, I think it's just. Yeah. And I've met Jesse before um, backstage at some talk shows and stuff. My girlfriends were reminding me when I was talking about the show recently. The, my girlfriends that went with me, and they were like, "We met him. Remember, he gave you a coin. Like he was doing like, I think he was doing that magic movie at the time, and maybe was testing uh, some of it on me in the dressing room. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. He's a he's a quirky guy. He's a true artiste, I believe. Yeah. Um, what about shrinking? Did you watch I, it?
0: Love it's funny. shrinking. It's funny. It's so good, but it
1: reminds me so much of like Ricky Gervais' Afterlife or Amy Schumer's Life and Beth. Like it's uh that again,
0: kind of like Fleischman's quirky comedy, not as stylized, dark comedy. Um, yeah, not as stylized, not as um, it's fun though. It's formulaic, s- I would say. It is. It's it's broad comedy, but also with that subtle
1: quirkiness i don't know it's i mean it's uh it, it feels like a traditional sitcom in a sense but again two episodes and i was like uh i'm ready for the next one
0: where is it i know i was so disappointed so for we haven't mentioned it's on apple tv oh yeah so
1: shrinking yeah it's an apple tv show with jason siegel from uh how Animat i met your, your mother,
0: mother. Uh, harrison ford is in it harrison ford is an interesting character uh krista sure. miller from scrubs okay um and Bill the Lawrence is the creator who created Scrubs, which makes oh, sense because really? all of these characters are. Jason Siegel must have had something to do with it, though. I feel like he was probably involved. And I think in it's the, the same guys who did the Ted Lasso stuff too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I which makes it sense. It's all these because it good. is feel good. Yeah. It's funny.
1: It's um, but you know what made me a little bit mad in the second episode. So I don't think I'm giving anything away here. What was that? Harrison Ford ends up fathering his, like his. So so, Jason Siegel? His character has lost his wife, right, and is raising his teenage daughter, but he's a therapist, and he kind of has a breakdown one day in, in session, and he kind of starts telling this girl she should just break up with the, the douchebag she's dating who's causing her so much pain. And then he starts kind of trying to use that theory of, like, um, uh, you know, being brutally honest with people and telling them exactly what they need to hear as opposed to, like, dancing around it to be to let them come to their own conclusions. Mm-hmm. He's sort of giving them the conclusion, I feel like. Um, oh, Jessica Williams is uh she plays Gabby. And uh there and it's a fantastic cast, but um he's raising his daughter. Is his daughter oh Krista Miller's the neighbor, right? Yeah. Liz, yeah. who's taking care of his daughter. So his neighbor's kind of like taking care of his daughter. Oh, and my friend Ted McGinley plays her husband, who I just adore. Um, and so they uh they're kind of helping raise her, his daughter, but he starts kind of wanting to take care of her himself. But Harrison Ford is like she's leaning on him almost like in a grandpa role. Mm -hmm. And that kind of bothered me because I was like... But so is he. Yeah, yeah. They both sort of lean on... Jason Segel,
0: there's definitely like a father figure, like a distant father figure situation happening there. So that made sense to me.
1: That's true. But the Jessica, um, what's that character's name? Gabby. Um, That character who he works with, Jessica Williams says she's the godmother, but so Liz points out like, well, why haven't you been around then for her, for the daughter? And it, that does bring some... I'm hoping they're going to touch on that again. I'm sure that will come back. Because I really want that. Yeah, me too. But it's a really fun show. And I just wish there were
0: more <laughs> of them already. Like Me too. I, I mean, I understand why they do it. They've got to spread it out and give us some time. But I kind of miss the days of... The entire season went up. Well, yeah. <laughs> Watch it
1: all. <laughs> well, it's funny because we were always saying we miss the days of appointment television. And now here we are going like, well, where's the whole season? I need the whole season. Although I will tell you, so 1923, have you watched that one? No. So boring.
0: Oh, no. Really, you were so excited really about it. It's freaking boring. It's Aww. not
1: like 1883. Although her voice is there. The narrator is Isabel May, who uh, was the girl in, but you know, spoiler alert, 1883, she dies at the end but she's still narrating this one. So I'm kind of curious, and her name is in the credits, and I don't know if that's just because of the narration, but I'm wondering how she's Mm. going to... She's sort of like the narrator for the whole family, for like the the Yellowstone, whatever their names are, family, the, uh, uh, what are they? The Duggar, Duncans? I I do not know. What is it? Oh, Dutton. She's sort of the narrator for the Dutton family. I feel like Isabel May is the... uh, Maybe she's just going to be the voice of all of these, but I feel like they skip too much, too, because Harrison Ford is playing... like isabel may is a teenage girl in 1883 and her little brother is probably nine or ten and it now 1923 is about that brother being grown up and being like the patriarch of the family but i mean he's harrison ford he's older and he's running the ranch now so you've missed a bunch of generations i mean you've missed like sort of like maybe two it feels like two generations generations of people and what happened how they built the ranch like you, 40 the years, is you there. miss two
0: generations? Is that right? No, you
1: miss, like... Well, he's the he's the younger generation, but, like, you don't get to see, like, the Faith Hill, 60 Tim years? McGraw. I guess it's 60 years. Could be two generations.
0: Well, I'm you not, miss, like, the I his don't parents.
1: <laughs> his parents are not... Like, they haven't found the... You haven't found the, the, ran- the location for the ranch yet. You haven't built the ranch, and yet here we are. The ranch is built, and now they're fighting for their land. Okay. So it just feels like they skipped too much. Like, okay. you didn't get to see Tim McGraw grow old, and you didn't get to see... Um, Which is this boy grow honestly
0: up. honestly not that disappointing because who wants to see Tim McGraw grow?
1: I know, but if you're telling a story, ah, okay, it's okay if it's not Tim McGraw. But like why couldn't Harrison Ford be Tim McGraw and, as an older man who's settled on the land now and he's building the house? Because now, I mean Harrison Ford's now the grandfather. So now you're, yeah. you know, so technically you're missing almost like three generations of stories. But I'm sure they're going to get to
0: that. I bet they go back and forth.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Does anybody know? It's such
0: know. a like popular but scenario. I don't know. I don't know. If you guys it are like in
1: 1923, let me know. Hit us up in the comments of missing? our Instagram because, like, should I keep going? Because I'm bored. <laughs> I mean, there's some you know cowboy action happening. They hung some guys on a horse the other day, but like, I'm bored. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not digging it that much.
0: So Harrison Ford stepping into television. Yeah, great everybody t- is. There's no more. When I was growing up, it was he was oh, a you're movie on television. star, television.
1: You're a TV star, and I was like, yeah, sorry. Now all these, yeah, all these like A-list um, actors are coming into movie stars are.
0: I guess with streaming, though, there's. I mean, the budget for some of these things are probably. Oh my
1: gosh, quadruple you could pay the million dollars. You
0: show up for a few weeks, come to Montana,
1: be on a ranch, ride a horse, great done. And I think Kevin Costner. It you can tell when they're like hesitant to do it. I don't think Kevin Costner ever intended on. Doing it, which is why all of a sudden, spoiler alert, but Yellowstone season one, he's like, I'm dying of cancer. And then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, it's just an ulcer. I'm over it. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we just we just threw away the cancer storyline? That's I interesting. Mean? But um I feel like Kevin Costner was probably like, I'm okay, I'll look, I'll do like, you know, six episodes and I'm out. And then he was like, No, this is kind of fun, like easy this. money. <laughs> yeah. This is better than doing a long running movie and whatever. Let's let's keep doing this. But then, you know, if you think about it, Nicole Kidman, how many shows has she had? A lot now. She's had, let's see, she's had, it started with the one with Reese Witherspoon with, uh, Oh, what was it called? uh,
0: They Live in Malibu. What was it? Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies. So Big Little Lies, right? Two seasons? Nine Perfect Strangers? Nine Perfect
1: Strangers. I was like, people, strangers. Yeah, Nine Perfect Strangers. But look, this is a girl who was in like Moulin Rouge and Far and Away and, you know, Eyes Wide Shut. I mean, she was a big movie star. I mean, being the Ricardos recently. But now she's doing all these TV shows, right? And I think uh, what's interesting, though, I just was watching that movie Just Go With It. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Adam Sandler and yeah. Jennifer Aniston. And she's like a minor, not minor, she's a great character in it. But I just found it interesting that she would sign on to do that kind of part in a movie. It just seems like she's game for any role she likes. Yeah. Which is the kind of actor you want. That that shows me they're not a diva. Yeah. You know, they're not like, well, I'm not going to do a small, I'm not going to take a second seat to Jennifer Aniston. Like, she's like, yeah, let's do that. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And when Reese Witherspoon is producing a TV show, she's like, yeah, let's do that. You know, I think that it's nice. She doesn't always have to be number one on the call sheet. As well, we call also,
0: it. when you've got that friend's money coming in, you get to be a little picky. Well, she does.
1: But Nicole Kidman doesn't have to fight, be up against her. You know what I mean? No, 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 that's true. It could be anyone else in that room. How it could be about Amy the fact Schumer that they're on the
0: different streaming networks, like against each other? What, her shows? No, well, like, back to Harrison Ford. Like, he's got one on Apple, he's got one on, what? Yeah, but it could be the same studio. He's on uh,
1: Paramount Plus, I think, is, uh, right, I think 1923 is on Paramount Plus, and then he's got Apple, but it could be that they're both, you know, produced through Lionsgate or Fox Ah, Studios or, you know, so. That makes sense the same people can be hiring them and then it's just distributed differently. Or so you're just doesn't... Harrison
0: Ford and nobody cares. Nobody cares. But, you know, then <laughs> there's
1: Handmaid's Tale. Uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Moss has done, like, three other shows as well. Like, she's not only... I only think of her for Handmaid's Tale, but she did an Apple...
0: Did you know McKenna Grace is in Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale? Tale? I do.
1: Like, whoa, is
0: she in Handmaid's Tale. So when I was directing Young Sheldon,
1: McKenna Grace, who's also, like, Ghostbusters, like a Yes, I think of her as things. this, like,
0: child star, but yeah. she's doing, like, some... Deep
1: well, stuff. I was directing her on Young Sheldon, and I think the new season of Handmaid's Tale, like season three, had come out, but I hadn't watched it yet. And I'm directing her on Young Sheldon, and she has to do like an almost kiss with Sheldon. And mm-hmm. these are little kids, they're like 12, 13. And so I'm trying to make it like she's supposed to be like, close your eyes, and then she goes in for a kiss, but really she draws a mustache on his face. and I'm trying to be delicate with, like, how awkward that could be. Right. The, the almost kiss thing. And they're young. And they're sitting on a park bench in front of a whole crew. And I was like, look, if you just want to, like, let's just practice it a few times so you feel comfortable with it. And, like, they're not even kissing. They're not even kissing. But I'm I'm very, like, cogn—like, I'm just—I'm I'm noticing that, like, there could be some tension or weirdness. Yeah. And I don't want that. So, anyway, I go home and I watch Handmaid's Tale the next week. And she is, like, one of the wives, mm-hmm. like, helping to—like, ra- Talking about rape and being, it was. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Uh-huh. Here I was tiptoeing around the A almost kiss, kiss, and she's and she's talking about this brutal, like adult topic. Yeah,
0: I had no idea, and I, I got served her Facebook the other day, which I follow, or her Instagram the other day. And um, I mean, I I just think she's the greatest, most talented little girl ever. And, um, she is so
1: sweet, and she's agreed to be on our podcast. We just haven't been able to make the times work
0: out. Well, we'll make it work one of these days. And um, but I saw like this little clip from Handmaid's Tale, and I was like, oh, so I just dive down the internet rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean, I'm in tears yeah. watching these scenes, and I I don't even watch the show.
1: I'm I'm halfway through Handmaid's Tale, and I'm not sure what happened to her. I just know. Oh my god, there's an episode where she brutally. I mean, and her, she is. She's a phenomenal actress. I mean, whether she's doing comedy on Sheldon, she's or gonna she's win
0: like every Oscar every day. I'm like, of
1: it. Unless she's doing like murder suicide stuff on Handmaid's Tale. Like, either way, she is just killing it. I mean, and she, she is... can
0: sing and dance. Can she sing? Yes, she's that. released all
1: this music. Oh, She is just like, she's raw too. Like, she, she pays attention. She has a knack for diving into other people. Like, probably, I haven't seen a child actor like that since like Natalie Portman, maybe. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, like, I thought, like, Millie Bobby Brown would be that way, but I'm not really, I haven't really seen
0: her break out of 11. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that I've seen it enough. She was really cute in that Enola Holmes. I didn't see that. You should watch.
1: Yeah. Okay. Tucker,
0: especially, would love it. Really? It, she's Sherlock Holmes' sister. Oh. And she's running his. Oh, my gosh. Like, office
1: i would love that tucker it's would really love cute. that all right i have to watch that but what's the other one hold on you just reminded me there's a show i really want to watch it's about romeo and juliet's juliet's friend that Ju- romeo almost hooked up with oh no what is it called i don't know i've to oh, ask this. the brain to look it up like it is what is it called it's like it's the name of the cousin and she's mentioned like once or twice is it in- new? it's like maybe six months old I think I saw it a while ago and I forgot all about it until okay. you just said that right now we'll and I was the like the brain on it yeah it's um it's called like whatever the cousin's name is and I think she's mentioned like twice in the story Rosaline Rosaline that's so it's so It it looks so funny who is in that though I don't know.
0: That is I'm so funny. funny.
1: So, Amanda, you know how uh, sometimes you'll find, like, a strange birthmark and, like, we'll send it to our group chat? <laughs> the picture of, is this normal? Is this normal? What should I do about this? What do you <laughs> think this is? Is Do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea to text your group chat people about your health problems?
0: It's probably not great because you're not really likely to find great medical advice. It's um, definitely a, a bad <laughs> idea
1: to ask your friends or go down the rabbit hole of TikTok or googling something about your symptoms that you will
0: most likely always be dying you, you will that.
1: within two they say within two clicks you could be dying like that's <laughs> the way it will go if you don't use a professional doctor and get a true medical opinion
0: we have a way to make that way easier through one of our new sponsors zocdoc
1: yes on zocdoc you'll find quality doctors who focus on you listen to you, and prioritize your care, unlike your text group, chat, TikTok people. I mean, they care
0: about us, but maybe not as
1: much as They a do, but they don't know what they're talking about, so you got to go to ZocDoc. <laughs> ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun.
0: No more Dr. Roulette or Scouring the Internet for Questionable Reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor, and you haven't met them yet. Yeah, millions of people use
1: ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their
0: needs and schedule just right. So go to ZocDoc.com WWB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Yeah. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours.
1: Yeah, when you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. So go to ZocDoc, that's Z-O-C-D-O-C, dot com slash W-W-B, ZocDoc.com slash W-W-B. And thanks, ZocDoc, for sponsoring What Women Binge. So Football, this last weekend you got, was the playoffs. How, how aware are you
0: of all this? I am aware. I, I was in a room where one was on. <laughs> You
1: were in a room where a game was on.
0: Yes, and that, the Chiefs won. Okay. Well, at least you know who won, who's right? The, who's the quarterback? Oh, I have
1: no idea. <laughs> oh, but there was sad. I'm a little actually disturbed about that game because that was the Bengals Chiefs, right? Um, and the Chiefs won by a kick in like with like three seconds left, I think it was. But Patrick Mahomes <gasps> got that's the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, yes. And the other one was Joe Burrows, who I'm not a fan of. I don't Burrows, know that one. Not a fan of the Bur- of the Burrows. Um, but one of the Bengals players was fired uh, this week because he had a late hit out of bounds on Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So Patrick Mahomes released the ball. He's out of bounds, and the the player came in and hit him late, which then was a 15 yard penalty. But as the player is going to kind of hurdle, Patrick Mahomes has a busted leg, like he's in pain. And yeah, Patrick Mahomes, sorry thought I said Joe Burris for a second. Mahomes has like a busted leg okay. or like a bad knee. And um, this player pushes him out of bounds and kind of hurdles him, trying not to step on him, which is a nice thing to do. You could yeah. easily be in the other team, like be like, I'm going to end take you karate kid style, right? Like you could totally sweep the leg and be like, you're done. But he doesn't. He, he steps over him, which then his leg buckles. If you watch the <gasps> video, my friend that was ah! watching it with me, Omelie, mm-hmm. who's... In, like, she's a doctor and she, like, freaked out and grabbed me and squeezed me so hard because the way his leg bent was so unnatural. And he hurts himself trying not to hurt Mahomes, but he gets a foul. He gets a, a, a penalty, 15 yards, which then puts him in field goal range, which is when the Chiefs win. So the Bengals now blame this player. So no there, one comes. The guy is crying his eyes out on the bench. I mean, heaving and tearing, puts his face, like, covers his face and is heaving and crying. And all the Bengals leave the field, and the Chiefs have now won, and they're going to the Super Bowl, and the Bengals have lost it, and they I am assuming they all like blamed it on that player because of the 15 yards. That's when they were close enough. I mean, look, they that kicker could have gotten that kick anyway. It would have been a long kick. Probably would have gotten it, so they probably would have won anyway, but it seems to me the Bengals blame him for it, and he um, he was, I guess, was he ejected from the game? Anyway, he's been fired, which I think Aww. is so wrong. Nobody came to, like, comfort it. One player came up and, like, kind of comforted him. But, like, nobody rallied around him. And I thought with the DeMar Hamlin thing, like, we learned a little something about humanity. and Like, he didn't do the thing he could have done, which was hurt the player. Yeah, he had a late hit. But when you're playing an aggressive sport, like, how can you even stop that momentum? There's a little bit of, like, yeah, like, how late is late? Just, I don't know. It's, it's It's a difficult thing for me to wrap my head around. It just seems like... I have no faith in that organization anymore. Sorry, Bengals fans out there, but I feel like they are are there's some toxic stuff happening back uh, behind the scenes there, and I don't like it. That's I don't sad. like it. And it makes me it makes me really sad, especially when I saw the Bengals come out for Demar Hamlin and pray on the field with him and and come together with the other team and come but to the hospital. But there might be more to it than that. You never know. I hope so, but I mean, it just seems like the kid did the right thing. And I say kid only because he's probably 20 years younger than me, but. You know, he did the right thing by, like, hurtling over Patrick instead of hurting him more, you know, just being cautious of that while in the meantime injuring himself possibly a, like a season-ending—well, it is a season-ending injury because the season's over anyway. But it just it just seems unfair to me. Makes me, yeah. makes me sad. It makes me sad. makes me mad. Mark so, and I had a big talk while brushing our teeth this morning about it. Aww. And he's my, like, football guru, so I have to, like, take what he says and, <laughs> you know— I, I, I kind of I like to say I regurgitate his football knowledge.
0: That's okay. Yeah. That's I mean I that do. we all I regurgitate the brain's pop culture knowledge all the yeah, time. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of pop culture oh, I do know who el- the other team that's going to the Super Bowl. Who is it? It's the Eagles. It is the Ask Eagles. me how I
1: know. What how do you know? Because the Bella twins were really excited about Oh it. no way. Because <laughs> no. they're from
0: WWE. The Eagles are from Oh, I don't know.
1: Philadelphia.
0: I don't know. <laughs> but did you watch the Nikki Bella Artem, the no. first episode of the wedding special? No, you know what? Their
1: stuff's not being fed to me anymore on Instagram, the damn algorithm.
0: Oh, well, well, that's really sad. Up. You need to go refollow because yeah. there's lots of exciting things going on. Okay. I'll have to go like one of their posts. So I, like, I'll have to search them out. I hate that
1: stupid algorithm that does that now. You lose people.
0: Nikki Bella and Artem, you know, they got married. And so they're doing this like four-week wedding special on okay. E. And it's so good. I've missed them. I missed their show. You're so funny. So much. So the Divas. Were they were the Divas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Bella Twins. And they have another
1: one too, though. Do they have another show? Just yeah, the they had.
0: They had just the two of them for years. Was it the, it's called the Bella Twins. No. Uh, yeah. And
1: well, then there was another one. The Total divas. Bellas. That's what. It was Total called. Bellas. And then before right.
0: that was Total Divas. Yes. Yeah.
1: But I do like them, and I like Paige too. Those are some of my favorite yeah. wrestlers. I have to say.
0: Uh, the Royal Rumble was this weekend. in other okay. wrestling news. Okay. Riker hosted Riker's snack down (laughs) (laughs) y'all when I tell you this kid it was a his aunt Jen who is our production assistant is so proud of him because she (laughs) is the party hostess with the mostest like if you go to any of her parties like the foods are themed there's Uh, little signs there's I mean it all comes together so I love that a the entire week Riker was like you're gonna be better by Saturday right you're oh, going to be better. Oh. And I was like, oh, honey, I hope. I don't know. And y'all, I was still struggling, but I like got it together. So Saturday morning, he comes bounding in. You're better, right? Oh. And I was like, I'm going to rally. It's going to be okay. So we had a little party? Well, well, I mean, if you call inviting his best friend and his parents over, sure. Um. So we invited cute. our friend Martha Ann oh, and her son Foster. And um, so as soon as they said yes, they would come. Riker and Logan take off and they're like in planning mode oh, they funny. come back from the grocery store and they have basically every suite you can imagine <laughs> and there is a nickname for each thing like there were twin snakes <laughs> they were tag teams
1: I'm gonna have to pick your brain on this because I have to do the same thing for
0: space week oh it was super cute oh, and I mean down to like the chips that's were so like cute. oh there was ww cheese oh yeah of course oh that's a good one it was so cute. Did he make little signs like little Oh yeah. Aww. He had me label everything and there's still on the kitchen table. It says Riker Smackdown because I can't bring myself to take it down because it was Aww, so cute. it's so cute. But it was precious and so we did the Royal Rumble and that was really fun. Speaking of Royal, I finished spare. Oh, you finished it. I just I'm very sad that you don't
1: like him like I do. Like I feel I want to very- like
0: him so Hold on. much. I've been writing
1: down things as I go and I want to read these to you cuz I'm really sad. I'm really sad that you don't agree. Well
0: here's the thing I'm (laughs) endeared to him but I feel like he is losing me. Okay here's the thing I feel about. Okay
1: I wrote this. His life is under a microscope for all to speculate and rumor about but he has no platform to remove bottle. I don't know what that means (laughs) or speak his truth until now so I feel like what I meant by that was he has always been under this microscope right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has always um, said awful things about him And, and it seems like he has a big beef with Camilla. That she came in with a PR stunt to try to make Charles a more popular soon to be king. Right. And um and now king. But she's kind of at the expense of Harry. Like Harry has always been the one that's been called trouble. And since he kind of had that that label already, they kind of played into it more to make Charles look like the poor dad. And Harry, but I don't think you could ever not love Harry. Like I just I just adore him. And I think that he never the royals in general are not allowed. They apparently, according to the book they have this um, agreement with the press where they're not allowed to kind of... you can. They're allowed to feed stories, but they're not allowed to negate them or something. Like, there's this weird co-dependent relationship with the press and the royals, and he never could understand when the palace would decide to rebut something and not like, not talk about others. Like, he got in trouble sometimes, and he was like, I want to do an apology. They're like, no, you're not going to do an apology, but Charles would do an apology or something. Like, it, it right. was very strange, right? And it seems like it was all very... Um, he also talks about the bee and the wasp and these other guys that kind of run the queen's stuff. Mm-hmm. And these guys are sort of like the politicians that are placed to kind of move things around. So he wants to talk to his grandma and she goes, yeah, I got all next week free. Let's
0: come on. Oh, up. yeah. I'm at that part. And where- then he doesn't and then
1: he goes to hang out with his, his grandma and it's been, oh, sorry, my she's darling busy. boy, I'm busy, I can't do it. And he's like, you are? And she's like, yeah, the wasp t- or the bee says that I can't do it. And she's like, is he there right now? And she doesn't answer. And it's like, so he just told her she's now got a busy agenda, so she can't see her her grandson and talk about the thing he wanted to talk about. And so he never got, and, and he just talks about almost like constantly, I feel like almost every chapter starts with some headline that the press threw out there that he never got the chance to respond to. He never had a voice. And this book, as much as he's like trying to push away the press and he's sort of a hypocrite in the way of being like, leave me alone, but here's my story. But he also never had the chance to rebut any of this. And I think that's really unfair. I don't know. Every human should be able to like
0: tell their side. But I think for me, maybe it's because of certain things i've dealt with before but the people who know you the ones that matter know the truth yeah and so in those kind of situations like that's what i care about like i yeah, don't really yeah. care and maybe maybe it's different for well, him I think he's trying to change things
1: because i think he does he has a lot of like In the third section of the book, right, so the first section is about his mom and his childhood. The second section is really about his military service, which I was really impressed with. I didn't know he had 25 kills in Afghanistan and that stuff. But then um, when you go to the third section, it's really Megan. It's about marriage and babies and therapy and, and working through stuff and realizing that he didn't have any memories of his mom and in therapy now starting to dig out some memories of his mother and he starts to see flashes of stuff with the press and with Megan that frightens him. Like this one story, did you get to the story where, um, Megan is going to go out and make dinner and she, he like directs her to a whole foods. But when she comes back, she starts getting recognized in the store and people start taking pictures of her and the cashiers aren't helping her out and no one will let her. And then she goes outside and people are taking pictures of her and they chase her down the street and she can't get back in the palace. She, the gate is, um, blocked. There's like some processional or something's happening and she can't get back in the palace and she's, It sounds like she's like, I couldn't quite get the geography of it, but I think she's like running all around the palace trying to find a way in and she can't escape. She can't get in. So I I just can't even imagine how terrifying that could be when, and I I think it's really interesting too because he talks about um, pandas. He talks about, for some reason, he talks about pandas a lot and he says in this one section, and he said this quote that I thought was really, really interesting. He says, um, when you turn people into animals, into non people, it's the first step in mistreating them and destroying them. He's like, it's like being pandas locked in a cage. Like, you're, you know, and and I was like, that's, I understand that. I had to listen to it like two or three times. Turning people into animals, into non-people is the first step in mistreating them and destroying them. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. Like, when you're in this gilded cage and people think that they're protecting you or preserving you, but really they're mistreating you and they're able to destroy you. Yeah,
0: I mean, look, I, I have great sympathy for what they've gone through with the press. I really do. I think... I personally have a hard time trying to figure out why he cares so much what other people think.
1: I think he just want to set the record straight.
0: I honestly think they want to be. And
1: here's the thing. He's got to make money. His dad and Will have the purse strings. Again,
0: it's not straight because there are three sides to every story. Yeah, yeah. And so it is just adding, I think, to the noise. Well,
1: he says very clearly in the beginning, this is my story. This is the way I remember it. I could be very wrong, but this is the way I remember it.
0: But to me, that just says I'm, I'm... This is my story. I might be lying to you. No, I think that says, because I feel that way. I wish I had started my book that way
1: because it's like, you know, other people might have different memories of this or there's, you know, I remember a certain, uh, like I might remember a party, right? But I remember like my point of view of that party or what that person said to me in that one moment that made me judge them or feel a certain way or want to leave the party feel, but there's others there's other things going on but this is how I felt in well, the moment
0: right and there is a difference in your truth and the truth and so yeah. you kind of have to like go But he all he wants to do is, is, is tell you this is the
1: way I saw it and I thought it was really interesting too I hadn't thought of it like the queen has the money and then like there's royal money and then Charles has the purse strings and then Will gets to decide next so like Will won't let him do charity work in Af- Africa because he wants that to himself He's like, you already get the military stuff. Like, I'm going to take the Africa stuff. And he feels very strongly about Botswana. And I'm like, I just feel like there's this whole thing. Charles and Camilla also did a whole thing where they wouldn't allow Will and Kate to outshine them when it came their turn to sort of get married and whatnot. They really didn't want them to outshine
0: them. Um, I just, Again, I think just I, there's so much more to this that we couldn't possibly understand. Oh um, No, for sure. But I, under, I can see
1: just even the little bit of celebrity that I feel like I've seen of being chased by paparazzi or having people misconstrue me in the press or just constantly taking sound bites out of context, um, I can see how easily it would be to be One of the most famous faces, especially when your mom's the most famous person in the world. Of course, yeah. To have so many stories about you out there, be so upset. See, and it seems all he wants is privacy. I just think I'd rather keep it to
0: myself, and I think that's a personal preference. Well,
1: what I was going to say was, I think that they wrote the book because I'm sure he made millions on it. He doesn't have any money. Like they didn't. He was promised by his grandmother that he would be protected. That's all he cared about. He says, "All I care about is being protected. I don't need the money from the royal family. I just need to be protected right now because we're." Uh, the number one royals under attack in the world right now. And, uh, like, more so than the Queen, more so than Charles, more so than Will. He was apparently, he and Meghan had the biggest target on them. And they can't afford their own, they pull the security out from under them. Literally, the security guards come to them and go, we have to leave. And he's like, I don't want to do it, but I have to leave. Like, we're not allowed to be here anymore. And they leave, and they're left defenseless. They go stay at Tyler Perry's house, who promises them, like, I've got security there. You can go stay there for a while. And then they have to leave there as well, like, three months later, when the paparazzi figure out where they are. But in order to pay for it, how are you going to do that? He's like, you have. He says he wasn't mad that they cut him off. He was mad that they never allowed him to create his own money. He has no way to make money. He's never been taught anything. He's never. I mean, he they stripped him of his military titles, which was all he had before this, you know. And now he's got nothing. So he's got a name. He's Prince Harry. So he can sell a book. He can go on Oprah. Uh I'm sure they got paid five million dollars to be on Oprah. Probably twenty million dollars for the book, something like that, right? Something. And a big portion of this book is going to charity. So I thought that was nice.
0: I think I just I have a hard time feeling sympathy. Oh, I do. I feel so I much don't. Sympathy. I and here's the thing. It's not that I discount the struggle. I do. And I trust me, security for my family is like you know, the number one thing. Um, but if I can figure it out I think he probably could. Yeah, but he never was. He's
1: in his mid thirties, and he was never given the opportunity to. But hold he a was job. given the opportunity gonna, for everything. Is he going to go be a bagger at Publix? Like, I don't know what no, kind of job but he's qualified he, for. He
0: also has an education that rivals, like, I mean, he's literally royalty. He had the best education in the whole world. Well, did he? Yeah, I don't think he. He's a did. pilot. He's he all did these with that. things. Yeah, yeah. He can do. I mean, Queen Elizabeth
1: clearly says that she was not educated in any way except to be a pretty girl. And
0: look, I'm not saying it is easy to make those transitions. I would never, ever, ever discount their hurt, their mental health struggles, any of that. I'm just saying my sympathy for we couldn't take care of ourselves is, mm, A, you're staying in all of these places for free for months at a time. I think I can figure out how to make some money with a couple well, of weeks away with your name his wife has to go back to work the most expensive house in southern california But then people are judging megan for going back to work and i'm like well if she's the one that can make money then she no, should go No i work. think go to work i got i i think do all of that i don't and again megan my judgment with her is simply that i can't read her and I, she's an actress i'm not supposed to be able I still to read watch the interviews just cuz i wanted to
1: read this book without any kind of uh, like Judgment on her because I don't mm-hmm. know her. I don't well, know anything, it's not really about, anything her. about her. The book is very no. It's much really not. But him. he's so in love with her, man. That's a good thing to see too, though. It's nice to That's see because I was, you know, it made me think about my own book too. Because I was like, because someone actually pointed out, I think in our comments of questions last week, that I no, it was it was a fan at a comic con. Someone said to me, you know, in your book, you talk about you and Mark from the perspective of someone who's been married a long time as opposed to what it was like to see him or meet him and fall in love with him in the beginning.
0: Now, you get all googly when you talk about that.
1: But I didn't in the book. Apparently, I kind of just jumped into it with the perspective of, yeah, we were going to be in love. I like the way Harry did it in his book, where he talks about what he thought about her when he first saw her and how dazzled he was by her smile or whatever. Like, you know, he, he gets into the details of what he liked about her and how he fell in love with her and what he fell in love with. And I think that's... I, I kind of was like, damn, I should've done that in my book. I feel like I didn't quite well, hit that. You can right. always. No, I'm definitely write not. Book. I'm never writing another book. I'm done with that. I'm <laughs> done with that crap. Actually, that's not true. I do have a book I want to write, but it's not about myself.
0: Should we talk about um what our our friends have, yeah, commented this week? Yeah, let's talk about let's
1: let's bring up some fan questions, guys. Uh, every week on our Instagram page, you guys can check out our listeners. You can ask us questions. Oh, but this this week, what we want to do, or for next week, what we want you to do is go on Apple. And uh, Apple Podcasts, everyone has it for free on your Apple phone if you have an Apple phone. Um, the little purple podcast thing or just scroll, pull down on the page and write podcast and your podcast app will come up and then you can subscribe to us and then while you're there, rate and review and if you write in the reviews, write your questions in the reviews and we will answer those questions next week.
0: Or just write a review and our favorite ones, we'll read them.
1: Yeah. Well, and not just the good ones, we'll read the bad ones too, I promise. Yeah. I know. You don't like se- bad things, but I Five like Five stars criticism. only. I like criticism. I Nobody. mean I don't want you to I do want five stars but you can write a review that's maybe not we so We would
0: prefer our podcast rankings stay up. So no, for please. sure. So five stars would be helpful to keep us <laughs> mm-hmm. to keep
1: us going here guys, but you can review whatever you want.
0: Okay. So What do we got? B- is it Body with Steph? Yeah, I think so. Body with Steph. Body stuff. with Steph um, says I just finished The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. <laughs> Yay! I loved it. Thank so you for the recommendation. I've read or listened to a few books that I heard about on your podcast, including Wish You Were Here and Rita Moreno's Autobiography. That's a winner, too. Yes. Um, Next on my list is Seven Husbands. Yes. Yes, You're going to love it. Go read it before they make that movie. Um, Also, I have In Five Years in my queue. You're going to love that one, too. Luckily, I'm a librarian. Oh, well, she should be giving us the recommendations. Right. And this is part of my job, but I now work in administration, and I don't see a lot of new books coming in. Oh, no. I love your recommendations. What should I add to my queue next? Okay. Um, Codename Helene.
1: Codename Helene is for fantastic. sure. And we're going to do a book club episode in a few weeks, I think. Yes, right? so. we've got
0: some coming up. Um, let's see, what else? I did do the Wellbone Theater if you like a long, lazy read. Um, I wouldn't say it's like everyone needs to read it because it is definitely, you got to, It it's only for certain tastes. Really? Yes. But um, if you like World War II history, um, Downton Abbey, those kind of things, yeah. British culture, you'll love that. But, um, well, I
1: didn't know that uh, Fleshman's in Trouble was a book, you said? Yeah. So yeah, that, that could be a good one.
0: Yeah. That could be a fun one to read. I have not read the full book, so I cannot attest. Some old timey ones. I mean, if you haven't,
1: you should definitely read Catcher in the Rye at some point in your life, right? <laughs> oh, I love it. You don't like mm. it? Oh, I love it. No. It's so. Me
0: <laughs> no, um, but we'll get we'll get together some good recommendations and we'll, well do a book club. Okay, so wait. W-
1: like I would say, the Nuttingale Gale is probably one of my all time favorites from um
0: Colleen Hoover, Kristen
1: Hannah. Oh, Kristen Hannah, that's what yeah. I meant. Oh, what's the one that's uh, they just announced? Is it a movie or oh, show? Oh, Blake Lively
0: and what's his name? Or, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The movie. Um, that's Colleen Hoover. Oh gosh, it ends with us. Yeah, and they have a they have an end sh- end, sh- end cap. What do you call it in Target? That's like all of her books. Which I I think I asked you. I was like, who's this Colleen Hoover? <laughs> who's a billion books I've never heard <laughs> Where of. Where have you been? But so it's what is it called in the? I think it's how it we ends end. With us. It ends with us, and then there's I think that's it Begins she's doing. With Us. Oh yeah, there's like a whole. But is begins with us the first of the? I would hang on. I think tell that you. that's the first one, but it seems it's not. If that's not the first movie Colleen they're doing, Colleen Hoover. Um, but there's a. Oh, and definitely, if you haven't done "Where the Crawdads Live," even though it's um, it ends or with where us, where the crawdads sing, it, it ends is with us the, the first, first one? one. Okay, good.
0: And the newest one is it starts with us.
1: Okay, and then she's got a ton of others. I haven't read her stuff, but that's next yes. on my list. I want to do. You
0: actually, they're fast reads. You would like it. But where the crawdads sing is like everyone's all-time favorite. Yeah, everyone I mean, needs, everyone to, read needs to read that one. First. Um, <laughs>
1: Alchemist. The Alchemist is a good classic. Mm, yeah. Have you ever read The Red Tent? Oh. I think I'm gonna up? reread that one. I read that a long time ago. Um oh memoirs of a geisha too is one I loved oh, a long time so ago. So Oh it's dark. Sad. It's dark and sad, but it's oh. so good. Um Madonna apparently wanted to do that movie, which uh what? I think that's why the movie got squashed for a while. Did they they ended up doing it eventually, but Madonna wanted to play the geisha and that apparently Yeah, I don't
0: think that's gonna go no,
1: well. No, that's that was a long time ago. But um Red Tent is like a biblical female story. It's like um uh, if I remember it correctly, it's just basically taking some of the women out of the Bible, or one woman maybe out of the Bible. Can't remember who, and talking about what it would have been like to be a woman back then, oh. and have to go to the red tent when you, oh when you're menstruating when you are yes yeah. when you are when it's your special time, and or when you're having babies. Um, I gotcha. So yeah, I
0: think I have heard of that, but I've not read that one. Real quick. Daisy Jones and the Six, one of our favorite <laughs> books in book club. Yes. Uh the trailer came it out. It looks so good. It does
1: look good. You know what? I have to say, I like the book. I did it on tape. I did a book on tape. I think I've I told did you this too, before. because I've
0: heard to listen to it and it, I think that was Well,
1: did I tell I think I told the you the right my, way to do it. My story. My friend was like, "Oh, you got to listen to this." And I was driving from LA to Tahoe and uh I did not know that it was not a biography. So I stopped to pump gas and I called her. It was about 2 hours into the book. And I was like, um, this is an incredible story. Why have I never heard of this band before? And she's like, Melissa, it's fiction. And I was like,
0: oh, Also, we just weird. said book on
1: tape. Um, yeah, they're they're, they're called uh, audiobooks these days. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we didn't get into vintage. um like, We'll do that next week because that goes into, book plays into that book on tape. But wait, but I didn't know that that's, that is, the girl playing Daisy is. Lisa Marie's Elvis's, daughter. Lisa Marie's daughter. Elvis's granddaughter. Elvis's granddaughter great, great, no. Granddaughter. Elvis's granddaughter. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Riley Keough. She seems like she can sing. Uh Uh-huh. Talk about, like, classic Nepo Baby, who deserves it, by the way. Uh, like So talented. Let's, like, let the Nepo Baby thing go, people, because it's worth it. Um, But I'm excited to see this. It actually looks better than I remember the book being. Like, the book, I think, was interesting. But this looks, I mean, it looks like it's in the 70s. It looks... It looks...
0: They nailed the look. It's gritty. It's beautiful. It's... Tragic scenes.
1: Yeah, I think it, it looks really good. They I'm show the desert excited. scene, and I'm like, I don't I remember it. it that well. I think because I didn't read it, I didn't get to soak it all in. I'm so pumped. So I'm. Yeah, this I'm will excited. be like
0: girls' night out. We're all wearing our bell bottoms, and <laughs> <laughs> We have bell bottoms. Well, we will. I have boot cut. Does that count? No, we're getting you some real flares. Oh, it's Jesus. time and platform I'm shoes. That
1: stuff. My hips are too big. I'm too short no
0: they make everything more proportionate you think
1: yes i just think i look like a i don't no, know they like Wait, especially when you're curvy
0: bottom. they like i don't yeah, know yeah it I evens just, everything out i like it
1: i don't know i feel like a like a like a like a free weight like they're, well, but curl like in skinny
0: jeans i just look like like a lollipop <laughs> <laughs> it's not good <laughs> all it's right like, well, it, the lo- you know what i mean we'll, or we'll, like a cotton candy Like cotton candy.
1: (laughs) Nice. Nice. Amanda, it's a new year, new you. New year, new eyeballs. New eye, new (laughs) eyewear. How about that?
0: Yeah, with pear eyewear, our newest sponsor here on What Women Binge. I'm rocking this.
1: Yeah, it's super fun, right?
0: I'm okay. How cool is it that A, I've got frames that I love? I think they are so cute on my face, but. I can now switch them out with any outfit that I have.
1: Yeah, so instead of buying numerous pairs, what pair Eyewear does is you can snap on the frame. It's magnetic frame. They
0: just, I mean, within two seconds, pop one off, put a new one on. Sunglasses, yeah. bam, blue blockers, bam. Glitter, so
1: awesome. bam. <laughs> glitter, you're such a <laughs> glitter girl. So true. But there's so many different colors and patterns. There's tortoise and wood grain. And then there's all the different collections like Marvel, Harry Potter. So anything you're pretty much into. You can do holiday designs.
0: Yes, it, it's basically like... This generation's phone case. You know how when we were kids, you had the f- face plates on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> you do that with your glasses. You do that with your
1: glasses. It's cool a new thing. thing. You're going out at night. You want to just wear like a sexy black with your black dress. You got your black frame. Then you take that off. You want your glitter during the day. You know, you're going to a holiday party, throw on your holiday one. Yeah, because you buy the one frame and then you just get the magnetic top frame to switch it up. And so it's $60. It starts at $60, including prescription.
0: Yeah, and then you can choose from the hundreds of matching magnetic top frame designs. And it just makes it easy to change up your look, just like we said, all the time. Today, over 200 million children worldwide who need glasses can't get them. And every time you buy a pair of Pear eyeglasses, pair provides glasses to children in need, which I love that. I did not know about that until pair approached us. So and I just think that is buying, so cool
1: and so important. Yeah, you're buying a pair of Pear eyewear, and a child is getting glasses that needs them because 200 million worldwide. Can't get them. That's crazy. And so that's good. awesome. I love what they're doing. So this year, you can experiment with who you want to be in 2023 with Pair. So go to pairiwear.com slash WWB for 15% off your first purchase.
0: That's Pair, P A I R, eyewear.com slash WWB. Thank you, Pair, for sponsoring
1: our podcast. What are our other questions? Brian Abrul says, Bye. I love, love your podcast. Thanks so much for bringing joy. Always checking out the movies, TV shows you guys talk about. My question is, how is the filming process of Drive Me Crazy? And if Mel has any fun memories, I would also love to know how shooting was for the music video for "Drive Me Crazy" with Britney. <laughs> um, yeah, "Drive Me Crazy" was so much fun for me. Um, it was actually called, uh, oh gosh, "Next to You." It was called "Next to You" when it first when we shot it. Actually, it comes from an uh, I think a short story or a book called um, "Girl Gives Birth to Own Prom Date."
0: I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it was originally called Girl (sighs) Gives Birth. I think when I read the first script,
0: it was Girl Girl Gives Gives Birth Birth to Own Prom Date.
1: date. Because the character who plays my best friend, uh, the actress's name was Susan. I can't remember her character name now. But she would do everything in headlines. Like her storyline was that everything was done in headlines. So you'll see it in the movie maybe two or three times. It's not as heavy as it was originally. But so it was that her headline was Girl Gives Birth to Own Prom Date and um, that's
0: the weirdest when we started shooting it they renamed it
1: to uh, uh, next uh, next to you and so my chair back my director's chair back says next to you on it it's like two houses with the two in between it's next to you Um, and then they changed it to drive me crazy because of the Britney Spears song they decided uh, the president of Fox because it was done on Fox uh, it was a Fox Studios movie um, they decided to uh, go to court and fight for like the name drive me crazy so they wanted that title so badly because they wanted Britney Spears' song to be attached, which at the time I was like, "Ah, oh, we're gonna like take a pop song and like make it a part of the." Like I had called Billy Corgan, was like, "Will you do the soundtrack for my movie?" And he was like, "I can't, sorry." And I was like, <laughs> "Damn, I wanted it to be like super edgy, cool," but of course it was just another teen movie, so we went pop route. But um, but it I loved very working with Britney. Loved, I loved it. You know, I just watched a someone did an edit, and so I posted it. Just the other day on um, my Instagram. And uh, now I wanna watch it again with my kids and see, because my kids are in high school now. I like want them to see a high school movie like that.
0: I think the older two could definitely, well.
1: But next to me, next to you, no, drive me crazy, was super fun because it's the first time I really worked with an acting coach. So that was interesting. I was working with a trainer because it was a big budget movie. They let me bring my trainer with me. We're shooting in Utah. I was shooting Sabrina during the week in LA. I was shooting that movie over the weekends at nights in Utah, flying back and forth. I think there was um, one day every week that I didn't sleep. Sunday night I would not sleep. I would work all night and go straight to the – fly straight to the set. Like I would sleep on the plane for like an hour and get to set for Sabrina. And then I'd go record the animated series that afternoon. So I wouldn't sleep in between – Sunday morning when I woke up – no. Yeah. Sunday I'd wake up at like 5 p.m. and go straight to work and I wouldn't sleep again until Monday night. So I would just skip, like, a whole night's sleep. Um, and we nope. worked, like, 52 days straight on that movie. So it was really hard, but it was really fun. Um, it was nice to work at a slow pace because in television you kind of, like, film five to ten pages at a time, um, mm-hmm. and it's a lot. On a movie you shoot, like, two pages a day, which is really a nice pace to go at. You kind of have your time. Um, I was dating one of the boys in the movie, so that was really Not funny. Adrian. Not Adrian. Adrian was dating Ali Larder, and I was dating... Gabriel Carpenter, who played, it's funny, we dated the people that we were chasing in the movie. But,
0: oh, cute. Adrian and
1: I had a lot of fun together. Um, That was his
0: pre entourage days. It was
1: pre entourage. He had just done a Sundance movie that was a big deal. And then this was his second movie out. Um, So it was really fun. Yeah. I have really good memories of it.
0: That was awesome. Diamond Della88 says, What is one thing you would never do again? (laughs) <laughs> this one's hard.
1: What's one thing you would never do again? Um, ooh, well, I'm probably never going to have another baby. Does that count? Not because I wouldn't, but because I... I'm, I One thing you would choose not, not to one do. One thing I would choose not to do again? Like, eat dairy just because <laughs> i become lactose intolerant my old age? Um. Uh, hmm. What's one thing I would never do again? I'll probably never snowboard a half pipe, but that's just because... I'm old and fragile.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's something that you maybe hated doing once and you would never do it again? Okay. 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 There's got to be something. That's a tough one. It is so hard. Like I'm thinking through like. I feel like we should put
1: this on our Instagram page and everybody come up with what your answer is. I'm sure some of you at home are like yelling it out right now, but
0: I can't think of one. What's yours? Um...
1: I will never write another book about my life. How about that? I never want to write another book about my that's
0: life. That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, I've never... I would say scuba diving, but I've never actually gone scuba diving. But I would never scuba dive again. No. <laughs> um, oh, it's so fun. No, it terrifies me. Oh, it's... I know. There's so few things in life that I'm scared of. And scuba diving is definitely I at think the top of that once list. Once you
1: get below the surface, like just a few feet, it would change your mind. Um... What would I never do again? Oh my gosh. Oh, I will never bungee jump.
0: Have you done it before? No.
1: But you would never do it? No, because I, I always wanted to as a teenager. Oh, you know what I'm... I never
0: want to do again? Once we accidentally went on this really windy road that had a funny name. I think it was the dragon or something like that. The tail of the dragon. Oh. And it, we, I mean, when I say by accident, we did not intend to do this we were driving from north carolina home and we were like we'll just take some back roads scenic route
1: Ooh. vomit
0: the gps definitely <laughs> redirected us and when i tell you it's called the tail of the dragon it is literally like this through mountain roads and it's like people on motorcycles do this for like sport oh
1: yeah yeah i'm sure they have a lot of fun with there that. we
0: are in my suburban Oh. With all the kids in the car. I mean, there's like legit photographers hiding in the bushes, taking pictures of these like motorcycles as they come down. Oh, really? And there's somewhere there is a picture of us in our suburban that they took as well (laughs) coming down. We're just holding on for dear life, trying not to yak up our hot boiled peanuts and make it home.
1: Boiled peanuts. Major
0: regret there. Boiled peanuts.
1: Yikes. Um, Okay, so here's a question. Let's see. This is from... Crystalline35, love the pod, ladies. Thank you. Uh, are there any new storylines of uh, you know on Sabrina that were thrown around but ultimately never came to fruition? I binge Sabrina every year and would love to hear the alternate realities. Actually, there really is not. Um, the scripts that they w- we would read at our table reads, which is how we start our week is reading the table read, reading the script through – then we go put it on its feet, and then we show the network. And the, there's notes. So there, there are some episodes that have, that change dramatically over the course of a week. But I was shocked when I went on like shows like that '70s show, or I went on um, Just Shoot Me. Mm-hmm. I went on Just Shoot Me as a guest star. I was uh, David Spade's prom date because he goes back in time. Like he's like <laughs> it's like a never been kissed kind of thing. He pretends to be no, not never been kissed. What is it? He pretends to be a reporter in high school.
0: Yeah, that's and never I'm been his kissed. Prom no. date. Some, yes, it is. There's a
1: Drew Barrymore movie. That's yeah, like that's never been kissed. But so, yeah. this episode, he goes back in time and I become his prom date and I'm like mad, madly in love with him. Um, but when I went on that set of Just Shoot Me, it was crazy. We read one script and by the time we shot it on Friday, like we read one script on Monday morning, by the time we shot it on Friday, we could have had two totally different episodes. Really, They were completely different. So Sabrina, so I was like, this happens? I would be so mad if that happened if we had a completely different episode at the end of the week. There'd be a lot of things that would change, characters that would come in and out, actors that would change, um, but not in a dramatic, dramatic sense. The only one that I really had a hard time with was when I directed. It was a Christmas episode where Roxy, Soleil Moonfry's mom, played by one of the Charlie's Angels, comes, we go to visit her in Florida or something, and it's Christmas, and then... Sabrina makes it so that it freezes, the pool freezes over and everybody can ice skate or something like that. And I directed that one. I had a hard time with some of the stuff that was going on in that script. That script was a little bit not tight enough for me. And it's probably the only time, because I hate as an actor, I don't want to be the one that's like, let's rewrite it. This isn't working for my character. Usually I'm like, it's my job to make this work. Like, you guys saw this in your head somehow. Tell me, or help me work with this. Like, how can we make this happen? And I'll change things if the blocking doesn't work and whatnot. But directing that one was a little bit tough because just certain things didn't work. So I don't know if you ever watched that episode that you'll see that there's a choir, um, and one of my friends is actually in the choir. There's like four people, and they're kind of like carolers, Mm -hmm. but they're in bikinis. And so they stand in every... And every doorway that opens is sort of a magical trick to keep somebody... I forget the episode, but like it keeps somebody inside. So there's this caroling that happens, and every time someone tries to leave the room, and there's these carolers kind of blocking the way. And I decided to use them a little more often in the storyline and kind of... The storyline didn't feel like it, it wrapped up nicely, and especially for a Christmas episode. I wanted it to wrap up really nicely, so I did this whole thing with like ice skating on the pool and the carolers all around and that kind of thing. So that's the only thing I can really think of as far as Sabrina goes. Now, Melissa and Joey, there was supposed to be an episode where um, I go with my friend, played by Christine Lakin, um, who you might know from Step by Step. Uh, she was on the show, and there was they had written an episode where she was going to go. a sauna with me and kind of decide that men weren't working out for her that she was going to be a lesbian that she was going to try being a lesbian for a little while and the executives squashed it completely I mean it was like a really funny episode where Joey gets upset because he's dated her so now he thinks that he's turned her away so now he has to go to the lesbians to try to like turn one back like he wants to make someone hetero because he thinks that like oh my gosh I made her a lesbian so now I've got to get a I've got to make someone hetero um, so anyway, I thought I it was. I kind of
0: see why they probably thought racy, that might be. It was
1: dangerous territory, but instead we did a lesbian wedding episode, and I just thought it wasn't nearly as funny or edgy. Like we could have had a lot of fun. There could have been a lot of interesting topics and conversation around the other episode. I just thought it was a a funny, silly uh, way to go about it. But um, but yeah, it just became a lesbian episode instead, which was interesting.
0: Well, uh, speaking of Sabrina episodes that never made it, yeah. We have another AI. An AI? Shall we do an AI? for you.
1: All right. So you guys have all heard about these. Like, what did I just read? That AI? So, they just did like a. Someone just. Oh, in Congress, the first time last week, AI was read in con- Like an AI report was read in Congress for the first time or something last week, or this week. Oh,
0: and AI, I guess, passed the bar this week.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah.
0: So it's like there's a lot of AI going
1: around. So that's wild. We're gonna do, Sabrina meets Clarissa. Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> all right, the scene opens in Sabrina's bedroom. Sabrina is sitting at her desk, working on a spell. Suddenly, there's a knock on her door. Now, guys, remember, this is written wait, by a computer. Wait, are you Sabrina or Clarissa? Uh, oh, good question. <laughs> Which one do you want me to be?
0: I think you should be Sabrina. I'll be Clarissa. Okay, wait, but tell me this. So all Logan did was
1: put Sabrina meets Clarissa in an AI thing, and this is what it pumped out. I believe that There's is nothing it. else written by a human.
0: no. It's, yeah, the prompt was Clarissa meets Sabrina in an episode of Sabrina.
1: Okay, okay, in an episode of Sabrina. So technically this is Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and now Clarissa is coming into the show. Okay, so let me go back. So sitting at her desk, working on a spell, there's a knock on her door. Sabrina opens it to find Clarissa, standing there with a big smile. Clarissa,
0: what are you doing here? Hi, Sabrina. I heard about your powers, and I thought it would be so cool to meet you. It's great to meet you, too. I've been a fan of your show. (laughs) Thanks, I can see...
1: Oh, can I see some of your magic? Sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> Snap, and a bouquet of flower appears
0: in her hand. Wow, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> it's nothing. She snaps again, and the flowers disappear. So, what kind of spells do you usually cast? Well, I mostly use my powers to help my friends and family, but sometimes I use them for fun, too. <gasps> that sounds like a lot of responsibility. It can be. But it's also really cool to have these powers. Can you teach me a spell? I'd love to. She takes Clarissa's hand, leads her to the spell book, The scene ends with Sabrina teaching Clarissa a spell and Clarissa happily casting her spell. The scene continues with Sabrina and Clarissa looking through Sabrina's spell
0: book. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) Here's a spell that might be fun for you. It's a spell to make someone disappear. (gasps) Really? That's perfect. My brother Ferguson is always bugging me. Yeah,
1: brothers can be a pain. But before we cast the spell, you have to be aware that this spell is not reversible, so you have to make sure that you really want to do this. I'm sure. I've been dreaming of getting rid of him for a long time. All right, let's do it. (laughs) She hands Clarissa the spell book. You'll need to recite this incantation and focus on your brother's face.
0: Got it. She clears her throat and begins reciting the incantation. If we go... <laughs>
1: for blah, 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 for blah,
0: blah. As she recites the incantation, a bright light fills the room, and when it fades, Ferguson is nowhere to be found.
1: It worked. Oh, that's you. Oh, it worked. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, it seems to have worked. But remember, you can't undo the spell, so you have to be sure that you're okay with that. I understand. I'm happy with my decision. The scene continues with Clarissa and Sabrina high-fiving each other. As they both know, this spell is irreversible. Suddenly, strange things start to happen in the house, such as objects moving by themselves, strange
0: noises, and a ghostly figure of Ferguson appears in a different place. Clarissa starts to feel guilty and scared. Sabrina, I think I made a mistake. I think Ferguson is haunting us. Oh, that's not good. We have to find
1: a way to put him to rest. (laughs) That's dark.
0: (laughs) They start researching in Sabrina's spell book and talking to other witches. They find out that the spell they used was irreversible, and the only way to stop the haunting is to apologize and ask forgiveness from Ferguson's spirit. Nervously, Clarissa said, I'm so sorry, Ferguson. I didn't mean to hurt you. Can you forgive me?
1: As she speaks, the ghostly figure of Ferguson disappears and the strange occurrences in the house stop. It looks like he's at peace now.
0: I feel terrible (laughs) for what I've done. I never realized the consequence of my actions. It's important to understand that using magic can have serious
1: consequences. It's important to use it responsibly and think things through before acting. The scene ends with Clarissa reflecting on her actions, Sabrina reminding her of the importance of responsibility when using magic. Because with great power... Comes, Comes great, great responsibility. No, I just made that part up. That's not in the script. That's um, funny. So we killed Ferguson. I yeah, we killed Ferguson <laughs> and we put him to peace. He's at peace. He's at he's at peace now. He's at rest. Uh, and I love that. What we didn't read was like every single line has has like a has a um a direction. Oh yeah. So surprised, excited, smiling, nodding. grinning, nodding, laughing, explaining, nodding. Like oh my gosh, that is <laughs> really funny. But would never. We should
0: let somebody else create the prompt for next week. Yeah. That's a good idea.
1: All right guys, so write to us on our Instagram. Somebody page else create
0: the the and script. Come up with our prompt.
1: Thank you guys for being here with us and um we have some exciting episodes coming up for you guys including Ooh. a book club, including a special guest.
0: So don't, Yeah, and don't forget to review Apple Podcasts this week. We'll see you over there. And write our questions there cuz that's where we're going to look for our questions for next week.
1: Thanks guys and have a great
0: rest of your week. Bye.